Gray Fox. Praise games. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello, friends, and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video game podcast for people who know a fighting game is only a fighting game if someone pops up in the corner and goes, whoops. Anyway, joining me on this fighting pod, I've got my boys with me. I'm going to start with my brother, my soul's man, Michael Carden Edwards, aka Michaelness. How you doing, my chap? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm very good. I um, I'm, That's never going to get old. That's the soul's man. It's never going to get old. It amuses me every time I hear it, and it's going to amuse me every subsequent time I hear it as well. So... Wonderful. I'm good though, man. I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing good, mate, but is no one going to ask me or, or, or make a comment about it? Oh, you mean your, your t-shirt? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be, I think I pushed it too far this time, boys. Yes, I am wearing this time round a hilarious untitled goose shirt and he's wearing the hat and the, 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 the pipe. Ah. Oh. I, I, I pushed this too far, boys. I paid import tax. I, I went to go collect this because I really, really wanted this shirt. Anyway, more about my uh, obsessions. We're trying to get off the post later. Let's go from our souls man to our moles man, our man in the chair. Producer Moles, how you doing, pal? I'm good. Thank you very much. Oh, I love the T-shirt, by the way. It's good. You guys have played Untitled Goose Game, right? Yes. It's yeah. basically called... called uh, uh, simulator but in the best best possible way or, or honk if you're horny right <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, the um i i only i've literally bought it on release for the switch and i've played it once but i played it that one time for about seven hours <laughs> exactly. and i got my fill do you know what i mean i, I got yeah, my yeah, fill. Yeah. it's perfect loved it i love sending people to trailer because <laughs> and then and every time without fail i am in stitches just the trailer alone and they're like, "Why?" It's like, "Look, you just you got to pick up the accordion. You 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 break the accordion, or you creep up behind that guy, and you honk, and he he hits his thumb with the hammer." <laughs> they literally went into my mind and made the perfect video game. It, uh, it, so fair play to them. It is that, isn't it? It's like let's make a game where you're just an you know an annoying little shit. <laughs> and but let's not make it a person let's make it oh, i don't know what should we do. let's have a goose why not why the hell not and we'll put some hilarious honking noises in and we'll have a, we'll have a dedicated honking button perfect exactly exactly so um i was talking to the boys about this off mic i first of all i can't wait i mean if you're in the uk um i know we're we're near the end right we're all hearing the the good vibes about how things are maybe starting to be lifted a little bit i can't wait to get a haircut because i just caught you know like we we talked about how the webcams over there so sometimes i was like hey and give you the bedroom eyes when i didn't don't mean to i just caught a glimpse of my hair i look like toby Maguire in spider-man 3 when he's going through that emo phase right this is not a good look and i say this as a 35 year old man in a goose shirt drinking capri sun that i probably need to have a a little word with myself (laughs) I, I think this is what lockdown has done to most people, isn't it? It's just, you know, it's made everyone it has. a bit lazy. Let's face it. I mean, I haven't had a haircut since like November, but then I only get my hair done like three times a year at most. But those people like yourselves who had their rituals of, you know, taking half a day out and getting all the full works done, everyone's going to be coming out of this looking like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, but anyway, speaking about all us being locked in, thank you to all the people that have been giving us reviews uh, on iTunes. We've had a couple of five-star reviews. Very nice to see. If you want to give us another review, go for it. Leave a little comment. It's all good. But let's talk a little bit about something. We're all in a little race, aren't we, boys? A little race to get our hands on that pot of gold, that pot of next gen. And uh, I was fortunate enough this morning to get a confirmation that I managed to secure a PS5. Although there's a bit of drama behind this, boys. So I downloaded the PS5 restock app, as we've talked about in previous episodes. And I got a notification saying, ooh, very.co.uk's page has changed. You might want to check it. I was like, okay, you're right, I do. So I checked the page and yes, lo and behold, they had stock. Um, Now not to talk technology too much but the way this app works is it opens up in bro- in the app the safari uh, safari browser or whatever your default browser is if you are on other uh, another phone because other devices are available that um when you go to to log in it will use your password now i registered with very prior 
to this so you know to try and get it in and i couldn't remember the password so i was like oh crap you know what sod it i'll just make a new account with a different email address so done that and in my frantic pace of trying to stick in the the details to pay for said ps5 it again safari i don't use safari i'm a chrome man it goes autofill and it autofilled from an address book that i haven't updated for a very long time and i only realized this after i clicked submit so i went and changed it i tried to thinking it was still loading i haven't pressed the button yet so i changed the postcode but nothing else so I got the confirmation saying you have purchased the PS5 and it is going to not only an old address, but an old address with now a incomplete postcode. Contacted Very and they go, oh, I'm sorry, bruv, there's nothing we can do about it. The order's done now. I was like, it's not coming till the 31st of March. What are you talking about? And they said, no, nah, sorry, the way our system works, it's sends through. You've got to speak to Royal Mail. I spoke to Royal Mail and they said, go back to Very. I went back to Very and they said, I'm sorry, I don't know why they've done that. I'm sorry, mate, computer sign, I can't do this. So I went on Twitter and I decided to be a marriage counsellor. Okay, so I got the Royal uh, the Royal Mail's helpers and Very's helpers on the same thread. So come on, guys, can't we work this out? <laughs> For the sake of the children, can't we make this work? Because let me tell you a story about a little boy, a little boy called Adam, who's been saving his money all over 2020 during a pandemic so that he could have a PS5. And in his haste, a mistake, an honest man made a mistake. And he put in the wrong postcode. <laughs> Could you please, please, find it within your heart <laughs> to connect the dots? And they said, I'm sorry, Mr. Flint, you'll have to wait until you receive a notification from the Royal Mail and then maybe you can send it to a distribution centre. So, you people are c- <laughs> so um basically that is my story yes the journey goes on i'm hopefully on the 31st of march going to receive a uh, text saying that it is en route and then i might be able to contact said royal mail and say can you change it to because let's face it if you open up your door and someone goes ps5 and you see oh that's the guy who used to live here you're not going to go no he has moved let me give you his new address i'm an honest citizen you're going to go yeah i'm adam closed door end scene right so i i hold little hope on this so please pray for flinty hashtag play uh, pray for Flint, uh, flinty's ps5 anyway that is a very long-winded way to say that i may have uh, got to the end of this but uh, but who knows uh boys how's how's the the next gen hunt going for you guys i i, I gave up i'm just gonna wait for this the stores to get stuck well i've just got images of you like camping out on the street corner in a tent <laughs> Wait for the more metal fan to come up. Is that my PS5? Is that my PS5? <laughs> oh. I quit my job. I've, I've stopped. I'll say goodbye to my kids. I'll be like, kids, look, you'll hate me, but you'll understand when you see it. The hard bit's meant to be done. How <laughs> <laughs> much have you been trying? I'm like, the worst part is I had to buy a big bundle. <laughs> I had to buy controllers, Spider-Man remastered. I don't even really want that. I just want Miles Morales and an additional controller. Who am I going to have around? It's a pandemic. So you've got the disc version, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's the only one. And in all honesty, and this is probably a a proper conversation now, let's actually talk video games now, we're eight minutes in, um, is that I am actually really concerned about the disc space size on the current next gen consoles current next gen consoles that makes sense on the this this new generation because video game sizes are still the same and i think 800 gigabytes is not going to last long especially in a new world where when you sign up with a playstation you get playstation plus collection which is like 11 games that probably fills the hard drive already right so i may be having a disc version with this iteration until they allow you to put different hard drives in is not a bad thing because at least then you do have the option if you wanted to in the sake of memory to not install it and run it off a disc that being said all my all my games are digital so it's a a tough one yeah i I went fully digital a while ago and it's like i still hear from oh oh, but i uh, i I buy the games and then i shut them on ebay and i get my money back and it's just like really that's that's that sounds boring that sounds wait that sounds like it's 45 divorced Yeah, oh, come on, man. I, I get it. And it's fair enough. Like, especially in Nintendo games, they hold their value up really, really well. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Ever since I was a kid, I hated trading in games. I, something about it, I hated doing it. I liked looking at my games. I know it's not quite the same with digital library. You can't just kind of 
smell no, the boxes. But I a like the satisfaction of your tiles, of like a big old library that's yours and you can go click through. I do enjoy I like, that. I like that. the option of just going, you know what? It's a lazy Sunday. What haven't I played for a while? What maybe did I play, which I didn't really give enough time to? What did I get on sale that I haven't even started yet? I like that. And that's, um, yeah, that's a nice thing to be able to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm that, I, but there is a certain gen. We are that certain generation that know the joy of getting a train or whatever form of public transport you'd get on to go to your video game shop, buy your video game, and then on the way back, sit there and read the manual. And the manual actually would have loads of lore and story about the game you're about to play, as opposed to just X's jump. Um, you know, it, it was a little bit more imaginative back then. But anyway, that was the past. Let's talk about the future. Um, Actually, we probably should do a bit of a retraction from the last podcast. Uh, Mikey, you were really spicy, but I loved it. Uh, but I uh, talked about a piece of news, which was the PlayStation Plus uh, new games for that month. Uh, we did say it wasn't official. We saw a leak, but we probably should correct that. It wasn't Godfall in the end, uh, whether that's because Sony changed their mind or that was a, a, you know, a, a leak that didn't necessarily pan out. Who knows? But the free game for March actually turns out to be Final Fantasy VII Remake. <gasps> People only got that about half a year ago, but we don't seem that pissed about it. You're right, because it's a fantastic game. Uh, there was also this tied in with the PlayStation State of Play. Let's take a talk about that State of Play and then go through some of the bits from that. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were pretty bummed about this, and I think maybe we're all a bit being entitled gamers at the moment, right? Because I know... I say that after the podcast where we absolutely completely obliterate Nintendo for their terrible showcase. This was not that, but it wasn't God of War 2 and all that sort of stuff. Did you have a chance to review the trailers or or watch this one? I had a look at the um, state of play. I'll be honest with you, like going into it, I I wasn't like super excited. I think it's just because I don't have a PS5. I don't see myself getting one anytime soon so you know all the talk of next gen is kind of falling on deaf ears with me a little bit at the moment um but yeah i mean look crash bandicoot 4 is going to be on ps5 that's great i haven't played crash bandicoot 4 Um, it is amazing how that's not got the loving considering how good that remaster was and i know it's a different team but you gotta think there's a certain level of connection between oh my god look at the game they're bringing we need to make sure we 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 capture all the good vibes off of that and propel it forward with a story but it's dropped off the face of the planet hasn't it it's all about time it's very strange just because it's one of those things where you know crash is a a a sony mascot really and yeah i think people clamored for it for a long time and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've got it now. What's next? And it's like, oh, okay, fine. And I, I did, I said this a while ago in terms of like Borderlands 3. Uh, people clamored for that and then it got released and now no one cares about it. Um, and it's just that thing where people have short attention spans, um, basically. Um, what else was there? You had a Knockout City, which is the dodgeball game, which obviously was talked about in the Switch. Um, it looks so bad though, didn't it, when it was first unveiled? It looks a lot better this time around, but still, I'm not exactly, I'm not tweeting, oh my gee, I need to see this right now, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, there's a, a game called Returnal, uh, which is a PS5 exclusive. I think it's some kind of like rogue-like yeah. um I don't know what it is, basically, but it looks it looks interesting, I guess. Um, I like mark- the concept that you get old. It's like one of those de- uh, death die repeat sort of game stars, right? And the idea is that you get older and you physically look older. Yeah. And I like that idea. That's kind of cool. Well, I think they're going to have to. I mean, like the roguelike genre is is roguelite, roguelite, whatever the hell it's called. Um, Hades has basically perfected that. I think between Hades mm. and the Binding of Isaac, I'll ne- and maybe... Um, What's the, uh, oh, my brain has just turned to mush. Would you What's say the... Bloodborne falls into that? No, 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 not at all. Bloodborne, um, <laughs> so Bloodborne isn't a game where you have to start again. You know what I mean? You die a lot, but but that's that's kind of it. What's the card game? The, the, the really famous card game roguelike, which is amazing. Um, I'm, I'm joining Damn it, what well. on earth is it called? Uh, Slay the Spire. Thank you, Michael, for Googling that. That's me. I Googled it. Slay the Spire. <laughs> Between Slay the Spire, Binding of Isaac, and um, Hades... That kind of genre is pretty much pretty crowded. Down, down packs now. And I think how, there, there's going to need to be some kind of innovation there, I guess. Uh, you've got Sifu, which is like some kind of stylishy looking martial arts action game. Cool. Um, I'm a little bit down on martial arts kind of ninja games at the moment, if I'm honest. 
I'm still disappointed with Sekiro, I have to say. And they, Neo was a thing, right? And they I love even Neo. Just, it was fine. It was fine, right? <laughs> it was fine. But and let's face it, we all want Onimusha back. That's what we want. <laughs> right? Um, We're all chasing that dragon. No, am I am I gonna be the first one to say it? Can we just get Onimusha back, please? I want I want Samaske back in my life, right? I don't want to. I don't want people trying to rip him off, right? Put the gauntlet on someone. Yeah, that's what I want. But saying that, Neo, um, I've only ever played Neo one, uh, but I played that to death. I adored it. Neo two passed me by just because I think a bunch of games were released at the same time. I love the fact they caught they've done this Neo collection one and mm. two, you know, sixty frames per second, four K beautiful graphics. I don't see much more content. And this is where a thing where, and maybe this is great time with the Final Fantasy VII conversation about when you are starting to upgrade. And this is, I'm glad we're only going to be talking about this for a period of six months to a year, because let's face it, uh, over the course of this year, the, uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One will die in terms of support. Um, but this whole concept of we're going to take a, an, another game, maybe jazz it up a little bit by natural performance enhancers and stick a bunch of bits together and charge a premium price for. That feels oh, underhand. Skyward Sword? <laughs> We're looking at you, Nintendo. But uh, yeah, and actually, yes, let's talk about it for a moment. So the headliner that closed down that state of play was a Final Fantasy VII remake trailer, uh, but showing us that lovely engine in PS5 with PS5 enhancements. Now, this game is not that old. Let's just remind ourselves, this game is barely a year old. So when it was showing the comparison between this is how it looked on PS4 and this is how it looked in PS5, I'm going to be honest, I didn't see much difference. Not enough to warrant buying the game again or spending an additional amount of money for. Now, they announced that Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be the free game on the PlayStation Plus, uh, sorry, PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation Plus membership. Awesome, great, amazing game. If you've not played it, you owe it to yourself. To it means, it. dude, it means I'm going to play it. You're going to play it, and you're going to come back and tell us your thoughts on this, and we'll be like, dude, I'll wait until you hear about this, or, or, oh, we can't wait to hear your thoughts on when certain things happen in the story. Amazing. Um, but they have also included some additional content. This additional content is not uh, fundamental to the story, but it's letting you know what other characters were doing in that time. I mean, it might be a bit of a bridge between that and the next part of the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, whatever it's going to be, anthology, trilogy, how many games they decide to do from that. Now, they had to clarify some comments the next day because it was quite confusing. So it says, oh, we're going to include this as part of the PS5 update. So I was like, oh, my God, not only are we getting a free game, we're getting the update as well. And they go, no, 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 no. If you get the free game, no update, no fancy PS5 graphics, no additional content. If you have purchased the game prior, you get all the great stuff as the update. And if you want to, you can go purchase said full game update with the original game for about $50. Now, spending $50 for just a bit of DLC is a bit in the kick in the teeth. And um, DMC done this with DMC5 Special Edition. Um, you cannot just buy a cheap update. You have to go purchase the original game. We have contacted Capcom, and so far they have declined to comment. That's just the thing you say when they say we're not big enough for them to speak to us, but still. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's out of order, or do you think it's cool we're getting a free game? No, I think it's fine, if I'm honest with you. I have no issue with it at all. Um, it's one of those things where I would never have played this game otherwise, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Like, yeah. even If, it went if on you're going to play it, you would have played it at this point exactly right exactly and so this allows me to now play it and what this then does is when i get a ps5 um and maybe they release like the next part of it or what have you you know was it part two will come out eventually i suppose or episode two or whatever the hell they is that it is <laughs> it, it gonna took, be like it took it took them 10 years to get to this point okay all right so, so maybe 10 PS7, years ago okay. they said we're going to remake final fantasy 7 now to be fair it had development hell they had to bring it in-house after doing a third party working on it and everything else but i do not hold out much hope that they are going to complete this story if the first 10 hours of the game ended up being a 50 hour ps3 game sorry ps4 right. game well, in any event, what I, the way I'm kind of seeing is like this is going to wet my appetite a little bit, and there's going to be a point where look, am I going to pay if I, if I complete the game on PS4? Highly unlikely, if I'm honest with you. Let's be honest about it. But maybe on PS5, maybe with the better loading times, they should have done it as a cheap update, like it 16, should, 16 potentially, bucks. potentially yeah, cheaper. Yes, 
but also at the same time it's like i i could see myself quite happily playing it on ps4 thinking this is really good and then kind of going those ps5 upgrades in terms of loading times man that would be really good wouldn't it and you get that extra bit you know what instead of i've now had a good go at this instead of like uh instead of in carrying on i'll wait till i get a ps5 and get it there you know that i think Actually, there's one mode they're introducing in the PS5 that is going to probably bring out the worst parts of of gamer Twitter with first is photo mode. Oh, Christ. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's just leave it there. You know it's going to be pretty disgusting (laughs) and at the same time kind of hot. But at the same time, you do not want to be involved in that. So maybe that's that's what they're saving. Just give me that look. He knows. At the end of the day, dude, like companies making money right that's what they're going to do and it's like yeah. it ain't the best thing in the world but at the end of the day i'm getting to play final the final fantasy game for free like i'll take yeah. it if they if, if people choose to go and go and buy it on the ps5 and um, because they get a, a tiny bit of dlc which isn't um i if i understand correctly you don't actually play as the main character you play as some kind of sideshow guy or something like it ain't like part of the it's not thing. fundamental story it's not exactly. like you're going it's, to miss out yeah do you know what i mean so it's like if people choose to do that then go ahead yeah. question for you though if you bought the if you bought final fantasy uh seven remake part one episode one whatever for the ps4 um at like uh at any point, right? So if you bought it at any point, yep. you can you can upgrade it. Yes. Is that, is that what correct. you're saying? That so yep. what's the, what's to say that you don't just go and buy a really cheap version of Final Fantasy um seven for the PS4? Like go and find it on eBay for like five. Yeah. Go and find, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Exactly. You don't have to get the digital version. And I'm pretty sure from now until certainly over the next year, the Final Fantasy remake is gonna be cheap on the PS4 PSN store at some point anyway. It's going to be on sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, so you're like, right. You're right. I, I, I am worried about this, bro. It's only like, like I've got, I've very much got to the point now that I, when it comes to new games being released, unless it's something that I know is going to be really good, or like, like a God of War, for example, I bought that on release day. I bought Spider Man on release day, or it's going to be something that I want to experience with other people, in a sense of uh, a new Dark Souls game comes out. I want yeah, to, I want to, pulse. I want to explore that game as other people are as well because that and i don't is, want that, it that's... to be ruined by everyone else playing it and then it's kind of not a thing when i get there or yeah. worse on social media it's become the endings a meme or all of a sudden something's trending exactly. because subconsciously you pick it up and go oh that was what everyone was talking yeah. about I, I played I, I played i got bloodborne on release day and kind of played that with the community if you know what i mean yeah. uh, dark souls 3 i played that about three weeks after it came out because on holiday and um yeah even that three week time period still wasn't quite the same you know what i mean um mm. so yeah yeah well let's let's move on so it's fair to say we're not Fortnite players, but we keep a. We'd like to know what's going on in that world, and they in, entered their new season. And the reason why I thought it was good because me and Mike we really like Batman, and Batman is going to be in Fortnite, so this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm confused with it because right, so there's a Fortnite Batman event, right? Now yeah. I looked into this because I I Fortnite irritated me right because it's basically eight year olds who are just incredibly fast at doing this. And it, I tried playing it a couple of years ago, and I got my ass handed to me. Woods, who will likely listen to this, was in the same room as me. He had a go, and he got absolutely murdered by his kids. And it was like my, my nephew plays it, and he's just like some kind of wizard on it, and I just don't understand. Right? My fingers don't move this fast, dude. Like I, I would go to shoot someone, and they've built in a hotel in front of themselves, like immediately. And I'm <laughs> they're like, sold, they're, they're, they're selling towels. That's how good yeah, they are. Hotels like, selling towels. <laughs> how is this happening? However, they have some really dope crossovers. Right? Oh they my had, god! They, the they Marvel had, event, the Marvel event. Did they have X Men? Better than the Avengers game. I look at I look at anything that has X Men in. I immediately am interested in, and I nearly downloaded Fortnite to so I could have a go. Um, why don't I, I've never understood how all of this stuff works together though. And I spent quite a long time a while ago trying to figure out, right. So Marvel is in Fortnite. Fortnite is a battle royal game. I don't understand how this works. Like what the f- happens? What, what, what? I don't understand how this, then I realized there's actually a, another mode to the game, which I think things get introduced into there. Yeah. That's what yeah, I think. That's, uh, but essentially event, that's it. Batman's already been in Fortnite before because my nephew uh, got him 
Yeah, oh, really? He got, he got the skin, yeah. And I, because I, he showed me whenever I ran this house like a year ago, uh, more than a year ago, because it's been in lockdown for a year. Uh, yeah, the last time I saw my nephew, which was f***ing ages ago, excuse my French flint, have fun editing that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, like he was like, oh, I've got Batman. And I was like, oh, I want, I want Batman. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I was like, Batman? I was like, is this Fortnite? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, but, but Batman. Now, I do understand <laughs> that the Fortnite uh, Batman crossover, they're actually releasing comic books, right? Yes, so, there's going to be a tie-in as well. That's the and that's that's one of the main things. Like Batman wakes up in a place where he's got no memory, and that's kind of the whole thing, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. I think that's the main appeal of it, if I'm honest with you. That's from what I understand. I mean, look, I, I I'm similar to yourself. I don't really play Fortnite that much, but I love and I respect the hell out of how a they can jump on the zeitgeist so quickly. All of a sudden, the Mandalorian is going to be an episode or whatever in this this weird mode. The Marvel event. I witnessed it. I didn't participate, but I was just like, what's going on? This is trending. And I was like, oh my God, they're doing Galactus. I'm just going to watch this. Why have they made a better Marvel game than the Avengers? And um, this this whole Batman thing's awesome. Now, I uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but I, I adore the Injustice games. I endure them even more because I got into the comics of Injustice recently. I've read every Injustice comic. Uh, in fact, there's a funny joke. Uh, basically, you know, in the new year, people, people go, oh, what's your new year's resolution? I say, oh, I'm going to read more. And they're like, oh, that's nice. And I'm like, yeah, last year I read 150 books. And I'll go, that's really impressive. And I'm like, yeah, 150 comics about Batman. And they, they, then I get a look and I was like, oh, what? Because it's comics. Yeah, get pull your head out. Yeah. And um, but these Injustice comics are absolutely fantastic. I really like implore you if you've not read them and you really enjoyed the story to Injustice, there is a prequel series of comic books for each game. And they're written by, I think, Tom Taylor's the gentleman's name. Absolute chef's kiss. It is so, so good. You will literally be turning the page and having oh shit moments pretty much every five minutes. And there are uh, there's about 20 of them. So uh, 20 annuals worth, I should say. So there is so much to go through. If it's that sort of style of writing and attention to the craft and just great, great writers involved, then I'm going to read all these Batman Fortnite comics, man. Like I can't wait. <laughs> about anything Batman, right? So are they talking about Batman? Do they mention it, Batman? The free are they looking rules? for Batman? Exactly, exactly. If they're not looking for Batman, I'm going to be talking about Batman very soon. I'm going to get quite worried. Batman ain't going to show, so I exactly. might have to put it down. Um, but, um, question, question quick, completely off topic, Flint. You mentioned yeah. the Injustice games. Now, on the last show, you mentioned that you had bought the DLC for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, did you get around to, pl- did, to buying did, the game? I did. I managed, and again, this is great work by the folks at Neverrealm because I turned the thing on and it's gone, hey, you can purchase Mortal Kombat 11 for $16.99. And I'm like, you know what? You son of a bitch, you got me. So I paid it and I played the game. I played through the original story of Mortal Kombat 11. And what I will say is those guys, hot damn, they can tell a great story game through fighting, right? A few few notes, though. One, did Hideo Kojima write the cutscenes? Because <laughs> sweet Jesus, right? I only get like an hour, two hours a night to play, right? You know, I have to be a dad. I've got to do work. I've got podcasts to do, right? I'm, I don't have much time. So at night, I'm like, okay, I've got an hour. I want to play. I swear, I only have about three or four fights because what will happen is amazing cinematic, lots of dialogue, expedition, five-minute fight. Then 20 minutes of that again. Now, the reason why they do that is because hot damn, I did not realize there was so much lore to Mortal Kombat. Now, I used to play the original ones, hence the whoopsie on the like Mega Drive and stuff like that. But I did not realize we've got good guys who have turned bad. People have had kids. Other people have gone into other realms. The world's been conquered. They've reversed time. Jesus Christ, this is the X-Men days of future past of a video game of people from the future coming to the present and all that sort of stuff. It's absolutely amazing. But can someone just do a little explainer? I had to do a, you know, there's always, there's always someone out there. There's a great YouTube explainer. I might tweet about it another time of, um, this is the, the story of Mortal Kombat up until Mortal Kombat 11. I really wish I watched that before because then it would have made so much more sense going through the game. Dude, it was glorious. I, I, I've been playing the Mortal Kombat game since Mortal Kombat 9, I believe it was. That's when it started getting good again. And so Mortal Kombat 9 happened. I loved that. Mortal Kombat 10 came out. I loved that. Mortal Kombat 11 came out. I loved that. However, between the games, especially from going from Mortal Kombat 10 to 11, I was like, because I play it for the story. I genuinely really like those games. Right? The fighting is accessible. It's You feel quite good when you, you can pull off combos quite easily. Graphics yeah. are good. Gameplay's tight. Like everything's good, right? Um, I have no, I've no clue what's going on. 
<laughs> I just I said that much like with the a, Batman, a white, or... uh, like a white floaty woman is just like doing sand. Yeah, and like, like Ryden's got a guy in a head, like just yeah. holding up a head. Like, yeah, so so yeah, he he that that was in Mortal Kombat ten. That whole that was whole expl- that was explained in that one. Right, okay. Um but no, like for me, I kind of go in it, I'm like, right, are they talking about Scorpion? <laughs> is Scorpion coming in at some point? If not Scorpion, Sub Zero. That's kind of my thought process. I don't and think if Scorpion's of... going to come in on this scene. Like, what's the point? Can I skip it? <laughs> what's the point? All I've got is Johnny Cage, and like, I, I must admit, I'm not a fan of the children. Like when that when they introduce like uh, the children right. of these let's, people, let's just I just call it out. Ronda Rousey is not a voice actor. No, awful. Just genuinely, just just awful. Um, yeah, but no, great games. I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoy them. Uh, uh, have I'm, have I'm you played of it. one little qu- last quick question? Have you played the char- the extra characters like Rambo, Terminator, or that? So lot? in the final boss, this isn't a spoiler alert because spoiler alert, there's a boss at the end. Um, during that fight, the final boss will kind of morph into other characters. And it was only at that point when I realized, oh, yeah, I got the Ultimate Edition, which means I've got every DLC, because she randomly morphed into Murphy from Robocop. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, cool. Because obviously in the code base, it must be just pick a random character and morph into it for a second. So I was like, I'm battling Murphy for the sake of humanity in Mortal Kombat. What more could I want? So as soon as I completed the game, I was like, okay, let's go to... And here's the thing, right? And this is where it kind of sucks not being in a house with like-minded people although my daughter is starting to get good at uh, mario kart but bless her she is only four um of i can't really enjoy this like without the story i can't really enjoy these additional characters other than oh i do a quick one against the computer the voice acting for arnie is terrible but the rambo is tight Ram- murphy's just fun joker is joker right so i have quick I had a quick go at all of them just to be like oh yeah they're there and i started the aftermath campaign now I have a theory, which I'd love to see. Uh, I think in like 2010, there was a DC versus Mortal Kombat game. There was, yes. I don't know how successful it was, but the meta score looked quite high. But I think all you had to do was take the words DC and Mortal Kombat, and you're probably in the high 80s anyway before you've even played the game. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. There we go. Good. It's a good game then. I would love them to now go, hey, we have built a world with DC, of those Injustice games, those sweet, sweet Injustice games. And we've got the granddaddy of them all, Mortal Kombat. Now, we kind of know because Boss Logic, the the art guy, tweeted a photo last year of some work he was commissioned to do by the NeverRealm guys of an Injustice 3. And in that Injustice 3 logo, there is a lot of heavy hints of the Watchmen universe. Now, anyone who knows their DC law will know that Watchmen is considered part of part of the DC world. It's like another universe that never the two shall meet, apart from a series called Doomsday Clock, where for a brief period of time, characters from the Watchmen universe ended up in the DC world. You had some amazing things like Doctor Manhattan versus Superman, Batman, like hanging out with Ron Rico. It, it was all all cool stuff. So it's yeah, it's it, it's a high probability that the next game for injustice will be these paths crossing which suggests it could cross other paths at a later date so i would love the end of that game to somehow show oh wait a minute there's another realm and somehow you can have that dc versus in uh, that injustice versus mortal combat that's what i want to see now make it happen the, the only the only issue is and it's the same kind of issue that happened with that last game the last dc mortal combat game was that the um no blood no gore, no violence. Yeah, um, how are you going to make those worlds clash? Yeah, yeah. So you, you, they had they literally. If you go go and look up some of the like the ending fatalities and stuff like that, it's all very different. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Mm. We've basically sidetracked ourselves down the road. Absolutely. Okay. We? Well, let's let's do two items of news because the rest of it's probably quite boring anyway. Apart from I want to hear Mr. Moles on one particular subject. Um, let's just talk about this for a brief second. Uh, Xbox, they have been on the the PR charm recently. In fact, Bethesda uh, released a video yesterday about look at all this great stuff we've made. Don't worry. We're with Xbox now, but we're still going to make good stuff. Um, But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a documentary that was being made about Nintendo, and Phil Spencer appeared briefly on this documentary. And that has fueled speculation about Games Pass maybe making its way to the Switch. Now, this is complete speculation. We have no real evidence other than Phil Spencer said, yeah, Nintendo's all right, isn't it? And every time he does a video, he has lots of Easter eggs behind him. But to be fair, those Easter eggs can be anything from 
uh, a little Mario to the logo for Pideo Kojima Studio. So let's not read into that too much. But but Mike, I know you are our Switch man. Games Pass on Switch. Talk to me. Would you have it? It would be great. Uh, I just uh, would struggle. I don't know what they've released on it. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, because they don't have any of the like what EA games are on Switch that aren't already yeah what games not, are on not games, EA games that aren't Xbox, already available Xbox yeah. games not EA games I'm sorry but like this is it like um, Minecraft they're they're kind of big daddy that's already on Switch um, what what else I mean unless they go down the cloud streaming route it'll for have some to of be them. cloud to, it'll have to be cloud for like Sea of Thieves and stuff like that wouldn't it this is it so I don't know I I don't, I don't know if I'm honest I really don't mm. know uh, but it's an intriguing proposition the more games that can come to Game Pass the better. Yeah, very true. And long may it continue, but something that isn't going to continue. Now, we've already talked about this in the past. I am a day one guy. And I'll tell you another story about a man that got suckered into a YouTube video. Hmm, what's this game? Anthem, they're talking about. I'm going to have a little look. Um, so I, I then had a little look and thought, oh, I'm going to buy this game. And I purchased this game like a sucker. And turns out that that game has uh, has now been actually finally put to rest. There will be no more further developments on that. I just want to give a minute to to that. Uh, Mike, I know you dabbled with the demo for a bit, but you, you got out at the right time. Yeah, that game sucked. The flying was cool. <laughs> The flying was genuinely quite cool, but man, like that gameplay was pretty wretched and there was no, um, like there was no progression whatsoever. And it comes like, and it comes around the same time that the guys that are making Marvel Avengers are basically coming and saying, oh yeah, you know that grind, let's make it longer. <laughs> you notice I didn't put that in the news. <laughs> the thing is like, the thing, the thing with it, right? I know you didn't. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So I apologize. <laughs> Right, let's make the grind longer, they say, to get to get the, as far as I am aware from all the people that like the game that I've seen, the four people that do, they have all, all four of them have said that the game gets good once you unlock everything and you can start really messing around with combos and different powers until you get to that point. You're not reaching the game's full potential. Why are they then making it even harder to get to that point where the game becomes fun? For two reasons. One, I think they're a lot further away in their roadmap of DLC than they're letting on. So they're trying to stretch it out, which is not a good idea. And two, that's a really bad idea. And they've clearly been making bad ideas throughout this game. Now, I am still standing good on my promise that this game will become good. Now, if I was going to save Marvel's Avengers, listen up, Crystal Dynamics. Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to get rid of that stupid grind thing, okay? We just want to get to good abilities, great, more fun you're also going to tell people your goddamn roadmap and dates on it and you're going to put Spider-Man up front you're going to put you're going to put T'Challa up front with the Black Panther DLC that you were holding back we understand why you held back before because you're going to release it around the time that Chadwick Boseman sadly passed we obviously know that wasn't the right thing to do then but it's definitely the right time to celebrate the man now release that also what you should be doing is encouraging people to play the story mode again because let's face it you ain't good as an MMO and let's face it, not even Destiny's Destiny. Stop chasing this dragon. Every video game company out there, stop having a boner for going, oh, oh let's pretend it's 2014 and, and make a big MMO. We don't, it's clearly not working. What worked on that game, like you say, is getting to your abilities very quickly so you can have those moments of I'm four and I can command the, the, the big rainbow sky thing to kill people and I can use my hammer in awesome ways. And also there's a really compelling story. Just focus on that stuff. Then, then you've got my money. You've already got my money, but you'll have other people's money. I'll be, you know, you'll have 10 people like it as opposed to four. So, um, so yeah, that's my, my mini rant on that. Um, speaking of someone who probably is going to have a little mini rant on this, we did have another game trailer for a new piece of, uh, of, well, let's, I'm not going to say new IP because it's not really, but let's talk about the, the new aliens trailer that dropped for Fire Team. I think it was called a Firestorm. Can't remember now, but basically it looks like, um, they thought they'll give it another go after Colonial Marines. Moles, what do you think about this, mate? Who, who asked for this game? <laughs> I just, uh, like, <clears throat> I'm a diehard fan of the Aliens movies, the Predator movies, and the crossovers, apart from the crossover movies, which were terrible. We won't go into that one. <laughs> but Alien games are either really good or really and terrible. So the previous one we had was Alien Isolation. Critically acclaimed, great. Great game, great reviews, and a proper sense of alienness survival. Yeah, okay. then nothing. And then we didn't have anything for a few years. Then we got this fire 
team, which is online only, co-op, uh, a third-person shooter. This is almost sounding like Alien, um, Colonial Marines. Online only, squad, swarm. What, what, why? What You're so it? angry, you can't put I'm, words together. I yeah, this. just why have this game? If you want to make a decent Aliens, just do a decent Aliens game. You know, reboot the Aliens trilogy games, which were way back in like the PS1. Oh my God, that was so good. Yeah, just reboot them, start again. Yeah, this, yeah, this I, game I is uh, just, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a flop. Now, I agree with you. Colonial Marines is hailed as probably one of the worst games ever made. And I played it out of curiosity. I was like, I need to play this relic of, of badness. And also, there was a poster for this game at Waterloo Tube Station for about three years. It was so bad, no one wanted to buy the advertising space, which it preoccupied. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to level with you. Unpopular opinion. It ain't that bad. It's not the worst game ever made. It plays, and don't get me wrong, it's not good, but I would as an if I was in charge of like a console, I'd say just and giggles. I would go make it free for play, stick it on there. Would it be funny if the worst game of all time gets sixteen million people playing it at once? <laughs> Wouldn't that just be funny, right? I'd enjoy and, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's kind of a troll for everyone, right? Here you go. Here's your your games with gold game. It's going to be Colonial Marines, and all of a sudden you've got like 16 million people. God. And even like you can imagine like some some dev monitoring the servers, going, "What? What? Clearing up his desk like in that scene in Jurassic Park where they're trying to clear up the fat guy's desk. Someone's someone's playing. <laughs> Cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Access override. Um, sorry, that went a bit too meta there, but I would really like to see something like that. Um, I'm not as down on it as you, Moles, for two reasons. One, um, if this generates any form of interest to make another Alien game, hopefully this will be because of the negativity this game gets because people are just like, look, we all really liked Alien Isolation. Can you do a sequel to that, please? Um, you know, And I think it's – is it EA who who, who hold the, the IP for this? I can't remember now. Uh, no, Creative Assembly, sorry, um, who are the guys who are, are working on this sort of stuff. So maybe it drives that forward. Um, I, mean- I don't – this should be free to play. I learned something about this, right? I, I didn't know, right? I've seen the alien films. They're really good. Game I, over, man. I love the Predator films. I watched the AVP films. They were terrible. Less good. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that there were different ver- species of, en- of xenomorphs. You know, you've got Runner, Drone, oh, there's, yeah, there's Praetorian, Prowler, Burster, Spitter. Yeah, and Pierce Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't realize you had all these different types, man. Like that. Look, but the thing is, I saw the promo shots that got released of all the different types, and I thought I was looking at PS3 graphics. I like, oh yeah, yeah it looks pretty janky, right? That's why maybe, looks, make it make it a free to play, and then I'll get. Look, if you, we all said we want something to play over lockdown. They made that free. We'll probably all give it a go, and we'll probably all say it's rubbish. But hey, at least we're all in a fire team shooting the crap out of something. Do you know what fire team to me is? It's an online mode. In a game. In, in a, a good game. game. In a good game. In a bigger game. It, it's, you know, it's a side game. Tacked you on. Know, yeah, it's an add-on. It As a full-blown game, I think it's just going to flop. It's not got the nostalgia of a- the AVP games of back in the day. Oh, nothing has good. done. Uh, the AVP game of 2010 was pretty good. There was some good alien... alien also, though, the reason why it was good, Moles, because not only did you get to have a great time, but it opened up a lore that you never saw before of, I get to be a predator. I get to actually get out my little brip, 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 brip thing. Oh, and that's what that does, because I've only ever seen it from the perspective of the the predator itself so it was really fascinating to play as an alien and run up the walls and that sort of stuff not many people play as an actual marine in those games right you you played no, as I, an I, alien I, I never predator. i never played as a marine no, why no. would you ever do that no when you could be an alien or a goddamn predator the thing right the thing is with the alien standalone aliens games apart from isolation which was good they're all kind of cack the standalone predator games that have been really <laughs> and in the past have all been kind of cack the crossover games have been good. So just make more crossover games. Peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> just, just put them together. The, the, the fire team, it, 
it's an add-on. It's a mode within yeah. a bigger game. Maybe it's a mode within within an AVP game. You've got the Colonial Marines, you've got the aliens. Well, maybe the, uh, maybe we switch it up and do like all the aliens against a couple of predators. It's a crossover game. You could have made it so much more. Yeah, it's, you might, it's you... crying out to be to, for someone to breathe some life into it. Look, I'll be very happy with some more Alien Isolation games, although I will be honest, Alien Isolation is about four or five hours too long. Um, it does overstay its welcome just a little bit, but I have had a trip playing that again on the Switch, and it looks glorious on that little screen. I've, um, I've never played it. I will say, though, what I did, because I've heard it's very good, obviously. I did um, read a review of someone that started playing it about a week ago, though. Right, I was on a thread which said, like, you know, what are you playing, basically? And he goes, yeah, I started playing Alien Isolation. Uh, so far, I mean, it's all right. I'm, I'm, I haven't got a gun yet, though. I'm looking forward to when I can start, you know. <laughs> and let's say everyone's just like, them, yeah? it's not that kind of game, dude. Nah, he's like, bro. is it not? And they're like, no. And he goes, oh, I've... I thought it was a bit. He goes. I thought it was a bit of a slow burn. I'm like four hours in, and I haven't got a gun yet. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> might, might miss the penny on that one. What? Right, Firestorm. Sorry, just to finish up. The what was the mode in Halo Three? I think it was ODST onwards, where you're just you know a couple of people drop into a map, and then you just have swarms of people coming at you. It's basically a horde mode, right? Yeah. It was. It was that. It was like the original kind of. Horde mode multiplayer online. That's what this is. Uh, I think we're about 15 years too late, boys. You know what they should have done is follow the Friday the 13th model. Or actually, there is a Predators game. There's a Predator game. I was hunting grounds. Give it a look. Uh, the idea of this is that you would play as either the one person or the thing, whether that's your fr- uh, Freddy from you know a, a horror movie or maybe a Predator, and you're hunting that person. That's kind of fun. Right? I'd love to play. It's basically the stuff that we love about AVP for people like me and Mike who are like, you know what? I don't fuck. Oh, great, a generic looter shooter. I'd rather actually play as like a, a bloodthirsty thing from the movies. The reason why we all go to the cinema to see these things is not, or actually saying that I would like to see, old hicks again back going get him over but let's face it we, that's not the name the name on the posters aliens right that's why you want to be there that's the same for games you want to play as those things it is but i will reiterate the point that the standalone <laughs> games including the hunting grounds predator game do not get favorable reviews just yeah. stick with the crossovers and have extra modes within those crossovers done just focus on i love those. it the standalone i love it spicy barrel. don't bother spicy with just just it's going to be terrible if i'm proven wrong and it turns out to be the next great online horde multiplayer oh, game then great but there's it's, 10 it's to a dozen of them they're not there's too many of them they're all they're all over the bloody place even things yeah, well, like, i'm gonna pierce morgan walkoff it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's not gonna be great <laughs> anyway so what is your views on that get in contact with us on twitter at gray fox plays but you know what boys jesus christ 47 minutes in lots of spiciness let's about to get hotter moles what time is it time for the wheel there we go so yes we have a bunch of topics on video games past present future what we love what we hate all that sweet sweet fandom in between but we have had zero time to prepare it's a wheel that just gives us a topic and then we just crack on so in the interest of that let's spin it Okay, underrated masterpieces. So video games, which you believe to be an absolute beautiful piece of art, but did not get the same loving either at the time or later on after its release. It's a hard one. So I'm going to say a game that I think is genuinely a masterpiece, even though a lot of people will say, no, it's not, go to hell. And that's why it's called an underrated masterpiece. Um I am going to start off the conversation by saying Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. The idea of that demo for like four hours showing you what uh, you know is going to be in the future. Now, the measure of a masterpiece isn't the impact it has now. Hear me out. My name's Adam Flint. Here is my TED Talk. But the impact it has years later. Now, Hideo Kojima, as I may have laughed about, he's obsession with cutscenes. This is the only man who will literally start an intro of a 40-minute cutscene, make you move two steps, and then instigate another cutscene. Um, it's so forward-thinking with some of the game conventions he brings in. Those Metal Gear games, I know they're half done. 
right? Let's face it. There's about 10 maps in there and they managed to connect a story together and they don't finish. But they were so forward thinking. The base stuff, the way you configure your weapons, the way how you could just drop in and out of stuff. Oh, mate, like basically we were talking about that nearly 10 years later with Red Dead Redemption 2, like the, the forefront of all of that stuff. Like, I don't know if that goes that much as an underrated masterpiece, but because obviously it is held as a very good collection of games, but everyone always says it's not quite there because of all the things. But for me, it was just a blinding masterpiece, especially Ground Zeroes, because I just weren't expecting that, and I loved every second of it. You ask a a very difficult question, Mr. Flint. A very (laughs) difficult question indeed. Um, It's difficult. It's really difficult because for me, it's like, when you start to, when you start going down this route, you almost have to start going into niche territory um, mm. because a lot of the games. I mean, even the, like my, my first game that came to mind was Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy. Right when you look back in time at the best platformers, the best kind of platformers you know, of, of of generations, the first one you think of is Mario sixty four. Um, I will then tell you that you're wrong and it's Banjo-Kazooie, obviously, because that's just who I am. <laughs> You'll get people saying Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, all of these different ones. Um, you don't hear many people say Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy. Um, that's a good point. It's obviously the... Um, uh, I've, my brain is not here today. Who made Uncharted? Lost. Oh, uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. What am I saying Lost for? Whatever. Um, yeah, Naughty Dog is their game, is what they made originally, right? Um it's legit. It was like when I played it, it was like a Disney game, a, a, a Pixar film as a game. Oodles of charm, so much charm you can't you can't escape it. Genuinely hilarious, mm. tightest controls you've ever seen. I love that game. It's the only game I've ever platinumed in my life. Um, probably the only game I'll ever will platinum either because I'm never going to go back down to them Chalice Dungeons on Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> and like, but this is the problem. You look back. What did the what reviews did it get? It got nine out of ten, so it was very much you know it was heralded as the yeah. So let's as a let's great say game. underrated, as in like no, like you say, no one thinks that about that game when you say a masterpiece. Although it clearly has things there. So with that in mind, I would have to rewind the clock a little bit back. Now, when you talk about classic platformers, you are thinking about your Crash Bandicoots, your Spyro the Dragons, your Mario's. I'm going to humbly suggest a little gecko called Gex. I knew you'd say that. Gex 3D. Enter the Gecko and the sequel that was voiced by a cat from Red Dwarf. Uh, there was something so replayable about that game. There was also another platform because it turned out in the 90s, every video game was a platform. Um, I'm going to put two in that bucket. One is called Jersey Devil. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It was a piece of crap game that I bought from like a charity shop for like £4 because I just wanted a video game and you played as this purple devil but oh my god, I I loved it so much, and anyone who plays it has like the same sort of a love for this game. But it's just very hard to find. I really hope that one day, if we if we're in a world where Medieval gets a remaster, what about Jersey Devil? Um, but also, I can't remember the name of this game, Mikey. It might judge jog your memory as well on this. Do you remember when during that era of PlayStation, when concepts would make basically form a game, and this one concept was you're a bull, you're just a bull. And you have to roll to the end of the level. And the yes. end of the level is just a platform. And then yes. the platform might change. Now, imagine that now. Imagine trying to pitch that now in a game. Oh, so what are you doing? Just a ball. What are you going to do? Why are you a ball? I'm just going to roll. Where to? To the end. Well, then what do you do? Well, then you, you start another level. And then you roll the ball a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know why I've gone brick top there, but um, I loved that. Like I spent hours upon hours on that. And the demo, oh, like I know we get demos. I know we demos still exist, but demos are a big no, thing. No, they don't. I mean, we get demos a little bit in terms of, hey, Resident Evil, we're going to do a tone demo. But back in no. the day when you used to get that CD on the magazine and you'd get everyone would give show you their wares and you'll be like, oh, I felt like a connoisseur over when you're browsing through the CD over, oh, I want to play it. In fact, it generated a whole market because market stalls would be selling these magazines that are five years old, but because they've got a demo of a game that you don't want to spend that money on because you're a kid, you ain't got that money. That was it. And for me, I had like the first five levels of that ball game for about three years. And it wasn't until like I had a bit more money when I was a little bit older, I bought the game and I was like, I, I really enjoy this. This is a bit of a masterpiece. This sticks with me for a long time. I like this, dude. I remember that ball game. I never owned yes, it myself. Yes, um, yes. My, I would be remiss. My, Lee, our friend Lee, who was also on uh, Pod of Two Halves, he 
always, whenever I talk about old school video games, he mentions a game called The Spider. I think it's called The Spider. Is it? But basically, it's a PS One game where you're a spider. That's the gimmick of the game. <laughs> um, he, I've never heard of this game before. I've never seen it either. He showed me YouTube videos, and it's just like it's not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But he loved it. I know if he listens to the show, he's going to wonder why I don't mention the spiders. I had to mention it. Um, my, 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 my pick for this, and the only, the only other thing I could think of, I had a couple of games come to mind as I've been thinking about it. One was Lost Vikings. I don't know if you guys ever played Lost Vikings before. No, but I've heard people talk about it in a really sort of nostalgic way. Yeah, so Lost Vikings was a game that came out uh, like oh, fucking old school, like old school. It was on the Super Nintendo. I had it on, I think, the Amiga I think it was. Uh, but again, it got good reviews, eight to nine. So I can't really say that. Uh, then I thought about a game, um, maybe a little bit more niche. And that is, a, as people may know me, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. There's a game called Fire Pro Wrestling World, right? That came out uh, a couple of years ago. Now, one of the th- reasons that people love these games is because they... The create a re- the create a wrestler system is the best version of it ever. In any video game where you create a character, this has the best logic ever. And people play these games not to play, but to watch them. So they will spend hours upon hours upon hours upon hours creating Mike Tyson, for example. Right? Right. And then program him. So that when he puts, they put Mike Tyson in the ring against Homer Simpson, Mike Tyson boxes and fights how Mike Tyson would in real life. That's dope. Like it's genuinely insane. Like the amount of, the, the amount of, because it's literally called a logic mode where literally you program how these characters will fight. Obviously people use it for pro wrestlers, right? So, and you've got every pro wrestler in the world of all time. So you can have fantasy matches galore, but people go mad and they'll put Marvel characters in there and you'll have Spider-Man versus Batman and all like it is genuinely mad. There are um, very dedicated Twitch channels where you kind of people just kind of do fantasy booking and stuff like that. And they'll just, they'll put some edits in and then they'll just all watch them live and bet on who who's going to win. Cause you don't know. Cause the, the system behind it is really good. Not the best reviews I would say, but I think it's a masterpiece because it does something that no other fighting or sports game has ever done in terms of the um, the logic behind a character. Like when you create, for example, you go on UFC, the you new know, UFC games, you create a you create a grappler on there. Um, you choose how they look, and then you basically these are my moves. But fundamentally, they're all going to fight the same. Like yeah, the logic yeah. behind, not in terms of their stats, but in terms of when they do certain things. If this is happening, that's what this game, the Fire Pro series. I mean, I was playing these games. Uh, I, as I think I mentioned on a show a couple of weeks ago, I used to download a ROM of the Dreamcast version of this game many, many moons ago. Most underrated console of all time. There um, you go. Um, the only other game I was going to mention, and it's because I felt bad that I didn't mention it the other week when we talked about Nintendo games that I want uh, put on the Switch. I can't believe I didn't say it, and it's been eating a hole in me since. We had that show. Did you guys ever play Golden Sun? No. What is this son of gold you speak of? Oh, my God. 2001 was a glorious year for video gaming because Golden Sun came out. Game Boy Advance, right? This is how old we're talking here. Genuinely, and I say this with no hint of hyperbole, best JRPG I've ever played in my life. Right. That's high praise because you Best. do like your JPRGs. Right. This game is fucking brilliant. Again, sorry for the swearing. The game is so, 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 so good. I cannot stress to you how good this game is. It has um, the innovation it brought with it, the story, the graphics, the gameplay. Mwah. Chef's kiss, as you would say, Mr. Flint. That game needs to be remastered. Beautiful. I've So i have three actual suggestions for my underrated masterpiece one of them will be very on brand for me and it's not a resident evil game i'll leave that for mr moles to to offer up it's soul caliber on the dreamcast 
it is the ultimate fighting game. It is the ultimate storytelling fighting game. And I don't think fighting games were telling stories before that. It walked so that everyone else could run. It was optimized to hell for that Dreamcast. It had so many additional game views. It was incredible. But I'm not going to suggest that game. I'm going to suggest a couple of movie tie-ins, believe it or not. So, yes, there are some excellent excellent movie tie-in games and i'm going to offer up two of them as my underrated masterpieces one of them is a little film known the fifth element there was a movie tie-in game that was brilliant yes on the playstation one there was a fifth element tie-in movie game it was so good you might look at it now and go this is a piece of crap the second movie tie-in of a game, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. They recreated Helm's Deep. And oh my God, I was in Helm's Deep. I felt like I fought millions of orcs. It was so, 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 so good. And that, like, I saw Molsey's face light up there. I played in. a lot of hours on that game. Uh, co-op splits. It was co-op, wasn't it, on single screen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which was great because like you want to progress and the other person's like hanging back. It's like, you're not going anywhere because I want to go over here. It was, yeah. And then they, they did the same game style, but Return of the King, which was just the third. I don't game. care. Hell State, brilliant. That level was enough. Yeah. I don't, don't think they ever met that, that sort of heights again, even though I know, I know the Nemesis system is a literal thing of beauty to the point that Warner Brothers games have patented it so that people can't steal it, but nothing will ever beat. The Two Towers tie-in video game. That is my underrated masterpiece. That is a good shout. And I just remember the skill trees on that game as well were just f- awesome. So, oh, also, you want some fire arrows? Yes, you can have They like- literally gave the film to the game to say, here's all the footage. Use all of it however you want. And this game came out before the film. <laughs> Imagine that now. It was brilliant. Is the because the Two Towers game it was actually the first and the second movie, wasn't it? So you, yeah. you basically played the great scenes from both of those films. Yeah, even like, though I had no idea what the hell was going on because I didn't read the books. As, as you established, the only thing I read is Batman comics. So there was no, I never read the book. So I had all my spoilers from the game before I even went to the cinema. Um, but I loved it, and like I say, so revolutionary, just amazing, an amazing, amazing experience. It's cracking, very, very good. Um, the only other game, there's a game that me and you used, Moles used to play. Like, we love our action RPGs, right? What was that game we used to play? Because I don't remember what it was called. Um, Champions of Norath. Now we're talking that game. That was, uh, was that a Nether, plays... Netherwinter Knights spin-off, I think? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Uh, PS2, if I'm correct? Yeah, that was a grind game. All about the Proper grind, grind. proper, proper All grind. That was my grind, first... Baby. That was my first introduction of, of uh, right, we're about to face a boss. Let's save it beforehand. Uh, kill him. Let's see what loot he drops. And then, oh, I don't like that. Let's, let's reload up again. I remember me and you, Mo, spent an entire evening basically defeating the same boss about 50 times and then loading it back up until we got some good loot. Uh, that, I, I, I love that game, man. Nice. Well, Moles, have you got anything else to offer up? Is there any uh, underrated uh, masterpieces you want to throw into the mix? Uh, just a couple, couple of quick ones. Um, I'm not going to mention Resident Evil, but I'm going to mention Parasite Eve. Oh my God, yes, a classic. Which was, if you were a fan of Silent Hill and Resident Evil, you probably would have played those as well. But they just didn't get the press at the time. Well, you're shaking your head, doesn't play those games. Um, it was glorious. Another one. You that couldn't my- get it in this country, though, could you? The first version of that you could not get in this country. You had to import it. I believe so, yeah. Parasite, it was only Parasite Eve 2 was when it, was it actually became a, a, a North yeah. American release, yeah. It's Parasite 2 on PS2, I think. Uh, no, it's PS1. It was it's old PS1. school. PS1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another game that I've, we've, I've mentioned on previous, uh, and Mikey has played, Future Cop. Oh, yes. Future Cop, LAPD, my friend. Where the hell is the remaster of that game? I don't know. I don't know. Speak- they really should. You speak about demos, Flint, a minute ago. You mentioned like the great demos of yesteryear. And I remember a couple of demos, right? One was Jack and Dax demo. I love that. Tekken, that Tekken demo was absolutely dope. dope. 
And the other one, I played that Future Cop LAPD demo more than I played some of the games I actually bought for my for my console. Right. That, that demo is incredible. I love that demo. Never bought the game. I should stress this. I never bought the actual game. Yeah, do, you but know why, I, do you know why I never bought it? I could never find it. <laughs> I remember going into Electronics oh, Boutique as a kid with the sole purpose of buying that game based on that demo. Never found it. Never could get hold of it. Drove me mad. It It didn't sell very well. Apparently, but it's a great oh, game. Don't find apparently, it. they never f-ing made anything. <laughs> well, I had a copy and it was great. And they had uh, a, like a skirmish type mode on that where you could play the AI or you could play split screen. It's brilliant, just brilliant game. Uh, uh, wow, well, good I lost stuff. Well, but it was a great game. If you haven't played it, go and play it. Yeah, Mikey, it was called Cooler World. That was the name of the ball game. <laughs> Cooler world. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. If anyone knows what that means, please let us know. And on that note, please let us know your underrated masterpieces. It could be something old, it could be something new. It could be an unpopular opinion, or it could turn around and say, actually, I really enjoy Death Standard. I, I want to be walking everywhere. I don't know, it's your opinion. You can be a freak. Um, but get in contact on Twitter at GreyFoxPlays. And with that, let's close this pod. I first of all want to thank my man, Mr. Michael Cardin Edwards, Gamertag, Michaelness. How can people find you? Uh, you can find me currently playing super mario 3d world on the switch that's uh, right i took the plunge my boys and girls i went for it i regret nothing <laughs> there's no there's no claws from this cat and uh passing on to our producer mr jonathan miles just before we bring you in i have to say mikey there was an app you found of taking photos of people and slightly animating them and yes you can do sea shanties you can do it a lot with it but you took one of moles in particular and he looked like npc moles <laughs> <laughs> just moving around just just tweaking his eyes I absolutely loved it but this is not an NPC this is our main producer man Moles Mr Moles thank you very much sir that's been a pleasure as right, always so, so I'm going to go off and play Mortal Kombat 11 hoping that we're going to get that beloved scene of Rambo versus Terminator and on that note make sure you wear a mask make sure you go to your appointments to get your jabs stay safe till next time <laughs> <laughs>